Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm joined by Brian Cobley, our students director. Brian, oh. is it students or student director? Is it plural or singular? Student. <laughs> you really put me on the spot here. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Uh, I've always been curious because when I do our, our nameplates, yeah. I'm always like... I think it's singular on the website, student director. Student director. So yeah. there's just one student. Just one student. Yeah. Yeah. The one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're also joined by our it's interim really pastor, Cliff Tadema. Um, Cliff, you started a new series on Sunday. Uh, we We finished, what was that, two weeks ago, we finished Letters to a Young Church. Brian, you spoke on Easter. We did not do a follow-up podcast because we took a a little break after Holy Week and all the work that was involved there. But this last Sunday, we started a brand new series that Cliff is kind of spearheading, which is Good News. And the first uh, week, you titled it Lost and Found, correct? Correct. Which is not where people can come to the church and find anything that they might have lost or anything like that. It's not like a little room. No. However, yeah. if you did lose something at the church, please come find it because it really feels like anytime somebody leaves something at the church, they really just leave it behind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many coffee mugs we have in the in the kitchen. Or how many Bibles. We have a ton of There's so many Bibles in our lost. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's probably a good thing yeah. that we have them though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but you're right, Hayden. That yeah. was not the lost and found <laughs> we were talking about. However, <laughs> <laughs> be a very interesting sermon series, but yes. I, I think you could do it. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of peel the curtain back a little bit to what sermon series and, and writing sermons are like here at the church. Um, we right after the new year, uh, we sat down. It was mainly Brian and Allison who spearheaded. Um, I don't know why that's the second time you've spearheaded so far. I, I don't know why that stuck in my head, but Brian and Allison kind of owned. Uh, letters to a young church, and they did that with Scott quite a bit. And after that, Cliff came in, and this was our first time kind of working with Cliff on on uh, developing sermon series. And you actually, Cliff, when you came in, you really wanted to do the series Good News, right? That was something yeah. that you were very excited to start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, uh, I think, a relief to all of us because it was like, cool, we don't have to plan a series now. Cliff can take this. We can take a break. Um, you know, I, I did the graphics for you, but for the most part, you did, you're doing everything else for good news. Why in particular, whether it's here at Arbor or just the year of 2021 in the United States, what about good news seemed so fitting for our context? Yeah, I think, I think both when you're talking about, uh, what about Arbor and what about, uh, 2021, obviously after 2020, it just has felt like, yeah. man, we as a nation, as people could use good news. And I think with what Arbor's been through, uh, along with the, the whole COVID deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. It just felt like coming out of the resurrection, which is the greatest news, yep. uh, to be able to focus on other points in the Bible that are just terrific, amazingly good news yeah. would just be a really healthy thing for all of us. And yeah. so that's where the idea came from. And actually in truth, I don't, didn't have all the pieces figured out, except yeah. that let's just open the Word of God and and uh, and whatever we teach on, make sure it focuses on the good news of it. <laughs> as a as a seven on the Enneagram, I really appreciate that that approach of like let's just let's start it and we'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, as a perfectionist, that's not what I like. 
<laughs> but we're doing it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, when you had talked about it, good news, right? It, it seemed challenging to to generate the excitement and the buy-in for it because one of the one of the things as humans that's so difficult is when you're going through bad things, right? Bad news. It's really hard to see the good at, at times when you're going through a lot of it of, of, you know, the pain of 2020, anything else going on in your own life. It, it's sometimes hard to look at, you know, the good news of the Bible that happened so long ago and say, oh, yeah, this is I'm going to get excited about this because you're living in these, you know, unfortunate circumstances. So when you're putting together this sermon series, did you keep in mind the challenge of I'm trying to get people excited for something that happened 2,000 years ago, right? Yeah, because because what happened 2,000 years ago has such an amazing application today. Yep. And I think that's why, I'm man, I'm glad you asked that question. That's almost yeah. like a setup. Uh, <laughs> we didn't it, talk about it either. We could talk about it. It yeah. actually wasn't. Uh, yeah. But actually, that's where we're going this weekend, this next weekend, is two people who have who have experienced really bad news. Yeah. And and that that even in the middle of all that and the the worst news that that just blows you up or shatters you or yep. or breaks you uh, where's god in that yes and so uh to me where he's at in that is really good news yeah so that's where we're gonna go this weekend so man you mm-hmm. set that up phenomenally yeah. <laughs> hayden can i have you do me a favor yeah and i'm gonna have my volunteers you watch this make fun of me yeah. can you hand me uh the kleenex box over there yeah of course yeah. <laughs> allergies are kicking my butt right now <laughs> especially because i'm i'm looking up and you know like when you stare at the yeah, sun the yeah and you want to sneeze so these lights are so bright can every you time, see every time if I, I throw look, it yeah 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 oh, oh nice good catch, catch man nice good catch. catch all right that's just i feel bad for all the audio listeners who didn't get to see that yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> they now, they now yeah. have the feeling of it though yeah. that was yeah. a fingertip catch yeah, man this yeah is just in case i Need to sneeze. Uh, if you do, can you turn your microphone off? I actually, yeah. <laughs> if you I, blow I, your nose, I have plans. I'm that. thinking of the audio only people who <laughs> will just hear someone <laughs> cleansing them their nose. Uh. Um, so yeah, I don't want to. I I'm actually pretty excited for the next coming weeks, and I don't actually want to talk about the titles, even though I really I like them. But I think it'll be kind of nice for people to come in and, and see them as they go and. Um, but after this last week, you said lost and found, and, and your main point was Jesus doesn't care how you got lost. He just wants to see you found. Is that correct? Yeah, it doesn't matter how you got lost. doesn't matter how you, yep. okay. Jesus yeah. just wants you found and yeah. saved. Yes, and yeah. saved. Was that, um, I'm kind of curious, with this, with this series, it, it doesn't seem to be in the exegetical vein of you've just picked these passages and, and just gone through them. It seems a little bit more topical. How did you come to that main point, and and where did Luke 15 make its way into your your sermon writing yeah. process? Yeah, so actually, I would have to disagree with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, 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 it came from uh, <laughs> it came from reading Luke chapter 15. Wow. And saying, okay, in all three of these situations, what's the common thread? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That that Jesus is trying to make here. And he was responding, as you may recall, to the Pharisees' question, essential question of saying, why are you hanging around with sinners and people like that? Why do you do that? And so all three of those were told in response to that question. But the, uh, so to me, as I began to reflect on that, what I saw was, wow, what he's showing us and the Pharisees is, the reason I hang around with sinners is I want to see them found and saved. Yep. 
and uh, and and it doesn't matter how they got lost. So I'm going to give you a bunch of examples of how they've got lost. Yeah. So that's how that came about is actually exegetically looking at it and yeah. walking through it and going, okay, now let's go back and try and parse that out. Sorry. So what I meant was the series isn't going to be exegetical. Oh, true. No, no. In yeah. that case, so like next that, week isn't going to be Luke 16, right? Right. No, in yeah. that case, Hayden, you are 100% yeah. correct. <laughs> let me uh, let me just state Ooh, the fact resolved. that Hayden was really accurate. <laughs> I Yes. I, uh, I loved going through Luke 15. I thought that was great to to break down those three parables because it was lost coin, lost sheep, prodigal son, right? Yes, lost son, yep. Yep, lost son, yeah. Um, I thought that was really great. And one thing I've noticed putting together slides for you versus Scott, Brian, Allison, you know, anybody that's came in, um, you you write your sermons a little different in the fact that you, it feels like you like to go through and then here's the point. Go through, here's the point. Brian... You you you're a little bit in between the three point and the one point, right? Yes. Yeah, you're you're either a three point or a one point. You yeah. have done two points before. I think Easter was a two pointer, right? Again and again, Jesus shows up, and then again and again. I think there was just one point. It was just one point twice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was just one point. Yeah. So, Cliff, I'm curious. Is that something that you've always done? Was it just the way that this sermon, you know, broke down? I remember your last sermon. Um, which was, I can't think, it was Galatians, right? Galatians chapter 5. Yeah, you, you kind of also did the same thing where it was, you, you took a chunk, here was a point, chunk, here was a point. I'm curious, and you also, you're someone who likes to have um, kind of like fill in the blank notes as well. Has that always kind of been your style of not necessarily the three or single point sermon, but, you know, multiple points along the way? Yeah, no, I actually, uh, when I first became a pastor, I used a more typical um, speech communication approach, you yeah. know, which is where they get to three points and so forth and so on. Yep. And um, I think over time it evolved to, to where I feel like I want this, I want the scripture or the, to lead the way. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm committed, especially on a Sunday uh, where you're talking to some people who are mature in their faith and some people who are not. Yeah. I'm really committed to never teach that doesn't have an application. Yep. And I think there are great teachings Mm-hmm. That we can do that are that offer incredible knowledge and yeah. and help give you insights into the Bible and all that kind of stuff, but they don't have an application for yeah. what am I doing tomorrow on Monday, you know? Yeah. And so I am committed with those these kinds of messages in this setting to say there must be an application. Yeah. And then and then how do you apply it to your life this next week? So yeah. so I kind of let that process inform mm-hmm. how it all comes together, and then. And then I let the scripture say, well, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, okay. But then I step back and look at it and say, but is there one mm-hmm. that walks through it? So like Brian was saying, he had one on Easter. I would try, I try to, it doesn't always work, but, mm-hmm. I, but I try to look for that one. Yeah. And then the others are really more, um, I won't say accidental, but they're more just kind of interesting thoughts along the way. And yeah. for some people, that might be what triggers it for them. Yeah, yeah. They may not remember the one, they just might remember... Oh, when he said that, you yep. know, but um, but all of them ideally should be formed around the same scripture. So, yeah, yeah. The where my the sermon on Easter could have been too was that Jesus showed up and get again and again in their unbelief and then their belief. Yeah. Um, but that was the again and again part. The, yeah. He showed up in their unbelief and again. Yeah. In their belief. Well, I appreciate the way that you put together your sermons and share them on Sunday because it's. 
it's different than the way that Brian does it. It's different than the way Scott does it. Different than the way Allison does it. I think we have a good diversity of um, preaching styles. We don't just have four preachers who go up and do the typical three point. Here you All go. Here's your application. What was that? All beginning with the letter C. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's nice that we have um, we have a difference, and I think you know if we were to remove some of the the spiritual draw of church, right? If you're just talking about the average listener, if if all the messages are, are sounding the same and formatted the same, it becomes very easy to tune out. And I think that's one of the first things I noticed with you, Cliff, was I was like, wow, we're five minutes in and we already have a, a point up on the screen. You know, that's different than, you know, maybe ways that we've done it in the past. And we, we kind of did that during Letters to a Young Church because we had our, our through line, right, of the truths for then or the truths for today. But you kind of just hopped in and, and you kind of have a rapid pace of here's what the scripture is saying. Here's what the scripture is saying. So I really appreciated that. And I think it, it adds some diversity to, to our messages here at Arbor. Yeah. Neat. Yep. There's yeah. a lot of different ways to do it. There, <laughs> there's more than one way to skin a cat. That's right. right. Yep. Um, so good news, if I'm correct, is going to be four weeks. Is that right? Or three weeks? No, it's at least four. At least four. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I I know that we have um, we're yeah. doing Mother's Day a one off and I I'm terrible and, and, with calendars and uh, and, and actually we, um, Scott's going to be talking on a piece of that good news as well so uh, oh, okay yeah I think it's at least four and Mother's Day may or may not it may be just be a one off but yeah it, but Allison may also yeah choose to make that part of the good news series so okay but I think I'm going at least one after Allison with Mother's yeah. Day and maybe two yeah um. I think you already already had mentioned it, but I, I'm curious. You had said that we've we've gone through so much bad news in 2020, and 2021 is looking a little bit better, but it's not. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the best year of humanity so far in our uh, existence. And uh, I'm curious, what is besides just sharing the good news of Jesus and and celebrating that in the midst of bad news? What is the the main goal that or the main takeaway you would want people to to take from this series uh i think that when we stop and think about where our lives are at we tend to we tend to look at 2020 and go wow we've never gone through something like that before no yeah. one no one who is alive today has gone through something like we just just did yeah. you know even the great depression was completely different than what yeah. we just went through and uh, we, so we tend to think of that's cataclysmic, yeah. and now we're starting to come out of it, and kind of woe is us. Yeah. But I think as you look at Scripture, and uh, Brian and I were just talking about uh, the book of Acts and, uh, and, and the way Luke lays some of those things out, honestly, <laughs> the good news then was in an environment that in many ways was a lot worse than ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think to me, to put all of those things in perspective and understand that the good news is a bridge that goes over top of all of that stuff Mm because it goes over top of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, we're, well, why I'm excited about it. Yeah. And if you even think about, you know, the good news of Jesus's resurrection, right. Um, before, before he was resurrected, the, the disciples had quite a bit of bad news, right? Their leader dead, crucified and very much looked up as a as a villain right to to their people the the jews and you think about when they got the good news of jesus jesus resurrection and he was with them for a time and then he departed the disciples didn't just continue to to be in this gloomy state of you know he's gone 
even though he's resurrected, he's no longer with us. We, we miss our friend. We miss our leader. They were energized, right? You see in the book of Acts that they just went out and they changed the world. And, you know, I don't want to hijack your series, but I w- that's something that I would hope for Arbor is that we would all hear the good news through this series and that this would be like, yeah, 2020 was rough, but 2021 is going to be a different story, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That's a great way to look at it, Hayden. I think, you know, when, when the, what we've just gone through, Good Friday, Easter, yeah. And now talking about the loss being found yeah. is a microcosm of what they went through, right? I yeah. Mean, uh, when we left, left Good Friday at, at this place of, uh, man, these guys are, they're desperate. Yeah. They, they think they're, everything they've lived for is, has been a sham. Yeah. And they are trying to figure it out. And then Brian gets up and, and did a great job of, of giving us a sense of these guys' what the heck. Yeah. You know, we, we thought... And then Jesus shows up, and and that just just rocks their world. Yeah. But then it goes from that to saying, okay, that's not where you stop. Yeah. Right. That's where we're actually now you have a reason to start. Yeah. And the reason to start is to start sharing the good news because he wants the lost found. Yeah. Yeah. Was there? Uh, I'm I'm curious, and this is you can just uh, say no, and we'll move right on to the next question. But was there any temptation for you, Cliff, to do? a series maybe more focused on the book of Acts right after Easter? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, there we go. I just, to me, it, it makes, you know, if you wanted to go chronologically sure, through, yeah, sure. it makes a lot of sense. But Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I know that people people talk about Acts all the time. Going to Bible college, I think that was Brian and I's first class, right? Acts the Apostle. Were we in that class together? We weren't in that class together, but I know that we both had it. So I have very bad memories of that class. I do too. It wasn't a good class, but <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it's that a great was like book, though. yeah, I, uh, <laughs> great I, book. If you remember, Hayden, I think you do. I had to get my appendix removed. Oh yeah, that first week of Bible college, and yeah. I had to miss uh, a lot of those classes, and there were yep. block classes, which means yep. you get done with them pretty quick. And I showed up. After the surgery, missing, I think, two classes, which is equivalent to, like, two to three weeks of school of that yeah. class Ooh, with yeah. how these block classes were set up. They're intensives, basically. Yeah, they were yeah. Pre- yeah. yeah. And so I showed up on a final day, and the professor was like, I, you know, I told him everything, and I emailed him, and he goes, oh, you still have to take the test. I was like, you, you can't give me, a, like, another day? And yeah. took the test and failed it miserably, just flat F and had to spend the rest of the time uh trying to, trying to make up that grade. I think I ended the class with a a C, which yeah. I was able to pass everything else with flying colors. It was right. just having your appendix removed and being in the hospital. That's the <laughs> only it's the only class in college that I did better at Brian at though. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the only if we look at our manuscripts, that's the only time yeah. I beat Brian in a class. Uh, so I have so many bad memories of that first semester of school. <laughs> so many like there was definitely a lot of temptation, like, okay, Bible yeah. college is not for me. Yeah, I going I, I I'm right there with you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back to what Cliff was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um uh, I think for me, there's this. It's just interesting, and I'm kind of putting it together now. That I mean, your sermon series, good news, and just going through Easter, it just makes so much sense. And in, in talking about you know the Acts of the Apostles, that that first book right after the Gospels, but 
I think it'll be interesting to hear these four plus weeks. I don't know if we have the exact number and see how much, you know, Little Arbor and the Acts and the book of Acts will kind of be right in the same kind of storyline after Jesus was resurrected, hearing this good news and then being energized to go out. And um, obviously you see a big shift in that book when the Holy Spirit is gifted, you know, to the disciples. But that's something that we if we are believers of, of Jesus and been baptized, it's something that we already have uh, the blessing of. So I think it's just, that's why I asked that question. Is that it seems so fitting in, in the timeline that we are in right now of, of talking about Acts. So are so. you sponsored by the Book of Acts? In this, yeah, I'm, I'm in this cutting deals. <laughs> I think I mean, We've is. done yeah, nothing about is. the Book of Acts in this series or Easter. <laughs> I, I don't know. know why we're talking so much about the Book of Acts right now. Because <laughs> chronologically after Easter, what happens chronologically after Easter? Yeah. Um, Jesus spends significant amount of time with his disciples before the book of Acts. Yeah, but how many pages is that? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to preach for as long as he was with them, go for it, Brian. Good luck finding content. Uh, I think, you know what? I think where you're right on, Hayden, is yeah. this. When we get hurt uh, or when something really negative happens to us, we tend to go inward, right? Yeah. And that's where they were. Yes. Right. Prior to Easter, they they were hiding out. I mean, they went very much inward. Let's. This is so depressing. This is so. And I think that uh, that parallel yeah. is a really good one. When you've been hurt, when things have been hard, we go inward. But now we're called to say what you just did. We're we're still we got the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's time for us to now say, Lord, how do we share this good news? Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of a lot of people right now feeling that way. Yeah. They've been sequestered. They've been hidden in their houses. Yeah. They've been feeling like they can't get out. Yeah. And, uh, and you start to feel really um, down about all that. Yeah. And in, in kind of it's all inside to be able mm-hmm. to say, let's, let's, let's come and bring some good news and some good hope there. So yeah. I hope all of Arbor does it. That's my hope and that, yeah. that we can uh, just light the fire. Yeah. So, Cliff, talking about uh, Luke chapter 15 now, um, I know this is hard to say which one's your favorite. But in the parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the, and the lost son, which of the lost parables would you say is, like, your favorite? Like, when you were preaching it or writing it, that one's just like, oh, I can't wait to get to this one. Like, this yeah. is the one that I know I, I can really put life into. Yeah. I, I think I, different ones for different reasons, right? I think the way that, uh, that, I, that I taught it last Sunday um, I probably wouldn't say the lost sons, although I'm saying lost sons because there was more than one. But I feel like that one by itself, gosh, you could do a couple of messages on that all by itself. So for what I was doing Sunday, I felt like that one, and you kind of have to go crunch up, and you can't, you can't go nearly as deep as you might like. But um, so to me, I think the, um, I think the sheep, because I think it's so much a story of where we're at in our culture today. We just get, we're just so distracted mm-hmm. that, that even believers are getting distracted by, um, by life and whatever part of life. So I think probably throw that one of, of the three mm. for that message. Yeah, I would yeah. say for me, just because I have no experience with sheep or a prodigal son, um, but I think the parable of the lost coin oh. have always, always spoke to me because... Wow. I am like if if I had a hundred dollars, like and I lost one dollar, 
I would look everywhere to make that hundred <laughs> to make my one hundred complete. Like no, it's like dude, you still have ninety nine. No, I have lost a dollar. Everybody help me find my dollar. But if I had to write a parable for today, I think that if or if Jesus was going to teach this parable, and to me I'm like, man, I get it, Jesus. It would be the lost keys. <laughs> the lost keys. I thought you were going to say the lost tax return. No, you know. <laughs> no, but lost keys. So many times I can't find like my normal key ring, and I'm not going where I just you know I need to drive my truck somewhere, and I'm like, oh, I have a spare truck key, but I'm like, no, like where yeah. is my my yeah. key ring? Even though I got a yeah. spare, I still need my yeah. lost keys. I yeah. need to find those. So yeah, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, we're going to preach this today for me. It would be lost, lost keys. keys. Brian, I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, but, yeah. But my favorite is the Prodigal Sons. Is it really? Uh, yeah, it's my favorite. I, I mean, we've all heard it so many times. It's like one of the go-to parables. Yeah. Um, but and the Lost Sheep was was something that I really liked when uh, Reckless Love came out because that whole song is based on that parable. Um, I've never liked the lost coin so i want you you got like two minutes give me your elevator pitch of why the lost coin is the best out of those parables like like just for everyone or just best for me you're on the clock you only got a minute 45 now so you got to go man uh okay so so i think for for (laughs) the the lost coin for me is probably the best is because this lady lost her tithe for the church in her mind she's like thinking i have i have 10 normal but there's nine it's like oh my gosh that was the churches and of course she could use the the ones that she has and of course she's going to because this lady's Mm -hmm. real um (laughs) but in that moment like how many times in our life do we have money and we just have to spend it on so many bills and Mm -hmm. the churches the giving that we give to the church kind of gets the sacrifice Mm -hmm. so in our life we got to work hard to work hard to make it complete so we can be as generous yeah so we have the full. How'd I do? You did well. Yes. It's still, I don't like it more than the other two. But. Well, I, I, got, I got to ask you a question. Who does a woman represent? Ooh. Ooh. Let me think. Quick answer. Jesus. Oh, so you mean to tell me Jesus, seriously, used a woman as an example of God? Yeah, usually in Luke he does that. <laughs> Luke is the most... Out of all the isn't gospel, that, isn't that isn't that? I mean, stop and think. Yeah, uh, Luke yeah. is Luke of all gospel writers includes includes women more than yeah any of the others and angels. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I think that's a great and yeah that you're right. That's who Jesus meant it to be, and that he would use that characteristic yeah for uh, to represent God. I think is uh, should be pretty empowering to to women yeah uh, in a big way, especially in that culture. I we didn't even mention the fact that Allison's gone and it's just the boys being dudes here at the podcast. <laughs> Dude. But good job, Boys round here. Yeah. That was all for Allison. <laughs> we miss you, Allison. I'm now trying to think, yes. though, because in almost the same, you know, version that the, widow, screw it up the, for Allison. No, the widows might. So is Jesus trying to tell us that women are better with money than men? Because usually, when it comes to money, the in women my experience, are... yes, yeah. but not. I don't know about everybody else's. But... <laughs> Points to ponder. Yeah, huh. exactly. Huh? Huh? Uh, um. What are you trying to tell me now, Jesus? 
Um, I I don't have anything else for you, Cliff. I I want to talk more about good news, but I don't want to, you know, ruin the surprise of the next few weeks. So Great. I think it's probably best we wrap up. You know, okay. before we get to <laughs> what are you laughing at, Brian? I just. Just love that. I think it's best. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you know I, can I can I make? Uh, I I just think that uh, Hayden. I agree with you. Let's not let's not do that. Except for one thing. Okay. If if the people listening know someone who's in a place of really hurting, then I think this next weekend is one they want to get them to. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Good, so good promo, and I and I think that's the. It's. Every week is a is a great week to invite somebody to church, yes. but I think that these <laughs> yes. these four ish weeks, Brian, I was trying to you know I'm be sorry. sincere, <laughs> yeah. but I think that these are for sure are people you know if you're far away from Jesus or you've taken a break from church, yeah. these are the weeks that I think will be super impactful and I think something that'll reignite a lot of people. So, yep. Yep. thanks right. for reminding us of that clip. Yeah. And before we close, those of you in the comment section or want to email Hayden why he is wrong about the prodigal son and the lost coin is the better one, let us know. Are you going to give them my email or just tell them to email? Uh, it would be Hayden at ArborChurch.com. Hayden with a Y. I'll read them. I'll, I will give them a fair shot. I just, that's the one where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Jesus wrote this. Um, or shared this parable, but you know, it's just not it. for me. Yeah. I don't know. He he might have. Have. Are you telling me that Sermon on the Mount, he had no notes? That was just all off the top of his head? The, you know, I've always wondered that. I think he had a little music stand there. A little yeah. black music stand. <laughs> you know? And it was always kind of tilty on that on that mound. Yeah. So yeah. Peter came up with a little folded piece of paper and put it under one of the legs. He said, here you go. You're good. So... All right, well, this was fun, guys. Um, we will be back with Cliff and Brian and maybe Allison next week. I'm not sure. But uh, we'll be back for Cliff's second week of good news. So you can join us in person on Sunday if you want to hear that. Uh, you can RSVP online or you can join us online um, at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Those are our new service times. They started this last Sunday. And uh, the follow-up will be next Wednesday. So if uh, you want to learn more about cliff's uh sermon that's the time to do it 8 a.m wednesday mornings so hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time